have you ever read something or, or had someone say something to you that just cut you to the core? Like you felt exposed after? That's how I felt this week when I, I read this quote by Diedrich Bonhoeffer. In it, he says, We are so afraid of silence that we chase ourselves from one event to the next in order not to have to spend a moment alone with ourselves. In order not to have to look at ourselves in the mirror. You and I live in this noise-obsessed, noise-polluted world. Isn't it crazy to think that, that Bonhoeffer made this observation about our avoidance of silence and solitude long before there was an iPhone, long before podcasts or Spotify, long before the Walkman or Netflix or, or anything uh, since the writing of this that, like, that has made our life easier to fill every nook and every cranny of our lives with noise. This week, as I've been thinking about this spiritual practice of silence and solitude, I was filling my silence and solitude with noise, and I was listening to the song uh, Car Radio by 21 Pilots. The song goes, I know it's dire, my time today, I have these thoughts so often I ought to replace that slot with what I once bought because someone stole my car radio. And now I just sit in silence and sometimes quiet is violent. I find it hard to hide it. My pride is no longer inside. It's on my sleeve. My skin will scream, reminding me of who killed inside my dream. I hate this car that I'm driving. There's no hiding for me. I'm forced to deal with what I feel. There's no distraction to mask what is real. I have these thoughts so often I ought to replace that slot with one what I once bought because somebody stole my car radio and now I just sit in silence. I ponder of something terrifying because this time there's no sound to hide behind. I find over the course of our human existence one thing consists of consistence and it's that we're all battling fear. Oh dear, I don't know if we know why we're here. Oh my, too deep. Please stop thinking. I liked it better when my car had sound. There are these things we can do, but from the things that work, there are only two, and from the two that we choose to do, peace will win and fear will lose. It is faith in their sleep. We need to pick one, please, because faith is to be awake, and to be awake is for us to think, and for us to think is to be alive. Sometimes, silence is violent. There's no distraction to hide behind I'm forced to deal with what I feel. Peace will win and fear will lose. It is faith and there's sleep and we need to pick one, please, because faith is to be awake. I love that song, the, the desperate call to all of us to be awake to what is happening in and around us to stop ban bandaging our emotions and feelings with of faith with distraction, to, to face the violence of silence head on.
So I, I hate silence, right? The comedian uh, Louis C.K. said in an interview that people would rather kill themselves texting and driving than deal with the loneliness and silence of driving in a car without a radio on, right? The, the importance of engaging the realities of what silence brings to us is evident in, in all of these popular culture um, songs and comedians. So in case you haven't caught it yet, the spiritual discipline we're talking about this week is silence and solitude. Uh, on one hand, these are both container disciplines. Like As we practice being alone and being silent, they become the space for us to practice other spiritual disciplines like Lectio Divina and listening prayer, which we'll talk about next week. At the same time, they are also a powerful discipline on their own in which we are stripped of all of our other distractions and simply have to be present before God. The silence is not emptiness but actually the ground in which intimacy with God can be found. Silence is not empty space, but rather the creation of space for the Holy Spirit to draw up our wounds and our hiding and our fears. And then the Holy Spirit can speak the truth of our identity and our belonging. Silence and solitude are where our souls can be healed and restored. But first, we have to get free from our distraction, from our addiction to noise. We have to turn off our phone. We need to turn off the car radio. We need to be disciplined in the practice of being silent and alone, which with full disclosure here, uh, I am horrible at. Like, I love people. I love noise. My walks and bike rides are, are the time for me to catch up on my ever-growing list of podcasts. Uh, but to fill my life with noise, even if it's a good noise like a sermon like what you're listening to right now, uh, sometimes then that filling of our space with noise becomes the, the distraction. We miss the invitation of the Holy Spirit to intimacy with God. It is continuing to bury my wounds and my fears where they can fester and grow. Now, there are actually a lot of Bible verses about silence and solitude. I want to share four of them with you now. The first one comes from Habakkuk 2.20. The prophet says, But the Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth be silent before him. In a related verse, Revelations 8 verse 1 says, then when the Lamb opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven for about half an hour. What I found interesting is the way in which the presence of God brings about silence. The presence of God brings with it silence. 1 Kings 19.12 tells the story of Elijah at Mount Horab where he meets with God. And the story goes, there's this wicked windstorm, and God isn't in that. And then there's a rock-splitting earthquake, and, and God isn't there. And then there's a big fire, and God isn't there. And then it is what we read often as a gentle whisper in some translations. But probably the best translation of the verse, uh, in verse 12, it says, Then there was utter silence. And so what do those three passages make you think? For me, it would appear that when we meet with God, words fail, noise fail, sound is insufficient, that in the presence of God, who, there, there is one that is encountered in silence, that the presence of God is one in which silence is the correct response. 
It seems to me then that if we fill all of our time with noise and talking, we will miss the presence of the one who is found in the fullness of silence. One more scripture for today, Mark 1, verses 3 to 5. It says, Early in the morning, well before sunrise, Jesus rose and went to a deserted place where he could be alone to pray. In this passage, we see Jesus, the model of our faith, God with us, modeling for us what is essential to our spiritual lives and relationship with God if we're going to be effective in ministry. If we want to be powerful in ministry like Jesus, then we must regularly withdraw into silence and solitude to be with the Father. That's really all there is to it. And, and probably well, why so many of us, myself especially, just struggle so much with creating the time and the space to practice silence and solitude. But my prayer for each one of us is that this week we can begin to break our addiction to noise. That we will take time, even if it's just five to ten minutes, each day just to be silent, to listen to be attuned to what is happening within us and to our fears, and to meet with the presence of God who speaks to us, like he did to Elijah, in utter stillness and silence. Grace and peace.